baby. He's a good God, isn't he? Man, we serve a good one. I don't even know what those people serve in wood and stones and all kinds of other things. We don't want them to miss out. We're going to keep preaching this gospel. We're going to keep talking about how good he is until they hear it and say, hey, what's up with that? I think he's, he must be good because he's real and alive too. Real and alive is way better than wood and stone. Yeah. Right? We don't need, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Mark 16. We've been talking uh, in recent times about mercy, and tonight we're going to go along those lines um, and and stay with the things that uh, that God would want us to see. You know, we were talking about how sometimes we've we've shrunk the word mercy down to a, to a place to where um, we we devalued it almost, to where we we took away from it, where God would try to get kindness to us, He couldn't do it. Because, you know, all we had was a small vision of mercy, and we increase our vision of who God is when we increase our vision of mercy and, and, the, and the things of God. The mercy of God, the grace of God, the love of God, these are things that are, that are huge. And, and in fact is, they're so big. You know, I was thinking, I don't, know, I don't know who told me this one time, but they told me how little of a human brain we actually use. You know, and I forget what it was, less than 20% or maybe even less than that. I have no idea. But I think that that could be true so much of the Word of God and, and, and the goodness of God and, and, the, and, the, and the love of God because so many times we are a partial people. We, we, we like to get the parts we want. You know, in Mark 16, you know, we can go to We'll just start there. Mark 16 in verse uh, 10 of course, verse 9 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature, right? And then it says, I hope that's not Mark 16. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. My glasses weren't on. Verse 16. Excuse me. Verse 15. 16, 16. How about that? Let's try that going to say, I don't think that's what I had in my heart. I'm sure that's a good verse, but it says, and it says, go into all the world, and then it says, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. In, in verse 17, it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. And, and if you think about the first verse, the first we read before that, there are signs that should follow people who believe. And believing is not just, you know, I was a person in school, how many kids do we got in here, <laughs> that did book reports out of comic books. <laughs> That's not good. It's lazy is what it is. And, but that's as far as I wanted to go. You know, I, I didn't want to read big fat books. Comic books were real easy. And... <laughs> you know, I could tell on someone else, but I know me, right? And and it's so easy to get caught up in those things, and you think that only affects your life over here, but it actually affects your whole life. When we're accepting of the smallest amounts, when we're accepting 
of the littlest effort, then, then we lose many of the things God would like to work in us and through us. Because you have to be accepting of all His goodness to have His goodness work through you. It's good that you can go to heaven someday if you believe in the name of the Son of God. It's great that you can go to heaven someday. But if that's all that means to you, and that's all you ever get out of it, then, then you will miss out on God using you here in the earth. Because you will never, you know, it's like Brother Moore said, if you don't believe in healing, you won't be bothered with it. Well, that, that's true of everything in the Word of God. If you don't believe in the vastness and the magnitude of God's love, you won't be bothered with it. You won't, you won't have it working in your life, and you won't have it working through your life. If, you, if, you, if you're not interested in the vastness of His mercy and the goodness of His grace, then you'll, you'll operate in the lowest level of those things. And, and we may see in heaven someday, I won't say may, God's grace is sufficient, but you'll miss out on so many things on the way there because, because believing in the name of the Son of Jesus Christ, that is the overcoming power of God. That's how you overcome the world, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you go to the book of Romans in, ver- in chapter 10 where it says uh, what, what, what the salvation verses, the Roman road, as they say, you know, you, you believe that God raised him from the dead, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And that's, that's so much more. You know, it's like, it's like putting God in the word love. It, it's almost, you, you would think you would have to have way more letters to describe God yeah, yeah. than a four-letter word yeah. of love. But, but it's, that word is so much bigger than the letters that make it up. Yeah. And, and so when we begin to look at these things, we want, we want to walk in a love like this. Because this is believing. If you believe and are baptized, you'll be saved. But then how do, how do the signs follow? The signs follow because they're works of love. The signs following are works of love. Right? Every, everything you do after you're saved, now becomes a work of love. Why? Because now the love of God is in you. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? You're going to use it to enrich others' lives while it enriches yours. And what are just those few benefits? And those are just a few of the benefits. These signs shall follow them to leave. In my name they'll cast out devils. That's a work of love. If you had a devil in you and somebody cast it out, you would know what a work of love that is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? You speak in other tongues. You can pray and, and minister on a level that you could never minister before you, before you had these gifts while operating in your life. Um, you can drink any, what is it? You pit, take up serpents and drink any deadly thing. That's a work of love and God towards you. That's the mercy of God taking care of you on a daily basis. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This isn't a work of faith alone. It's a work of faith by love. Faith works by love. And if you're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover, you're going to be in faith, right? And you're also going to be operating in love. You you don't just, it's not something so you can be seen. Laying hands on the sick and them recovering is the love of God towards that person and he's using you to love them. And it should not glorify you or a man in any way. 
When, when we begin to glorify a man because of the healing ministry that he operates in, we miss it. We miss it because it's God that should get the glory. You know, like I talked about last week, when people were healed, they didn't jump around and, and tell and, and start saying how their faith got them healed. They started glorifying God. And that's what healing should do. I don't care what vessel it works through. What you did was you yielded enough to allow that love to work through you to operate in such a way that people were healed. And that's what he wants. He wants a believer that is saved to operate in love. And when we begin to operate in that love, good things begin to happen. Why? Because that love is full of goodness. It's full of kindness. It's full of mercy. It's full of grace. And it's always doing good things. Love doesn't do bad things. But we have to be willing to walk in these levels. We have to be, you know, because there there are. Because you could go, well, you got the one level, you're saved. Right? Well, Jesus talked about it. Look at Matthew 5. You wouldn't know it, but we're going to talk about overcoming tonight. Because... What you're doing when you let love work through you is you're overcoming the world. You're overcoming the world. Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, uh, put that up real quick, and then we'll go back to Matthew. You guys don't have to go there. We'll put it up. Matthew, uh, John, John 16, 33. I think that one's in my head, but I got it. There you go. He says, these things I've spoken to you that you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. Now, if Jesus says in the world you shall have tribulation, you can get in faith all you want, and tribulation will still be in the world. Why? Because it's in the world. doesn't mean it's in you. It's in the world. But, but what Jesus came is he came as an example of a man filled with the Holy Spirit and a born-again man and how he could walk in this earth. And so Jesus said, after you'll have tribulation, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He didn't say, I overcame it for you. He said, I overcame it. Now you can. Because I overcame it, you can overcome it. If you believe in me and that I'm the Son of God and that He sent me, yes, you can overcome the world. Amen? And, and, and it's, it's, it's that overcome. Our part is overcoming. We saw that He did it for us and through us, and then He said, now you go and overcome. Amen? And, and we don't have to be... We can be of good cheer... Every morning when you wake up, before anything happens, before anything happens, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right. right? So, I mean, happy should wake up with you. I mean, immediately, if something bad starts looking at you, you just look over here, oh, wait, my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's as bad as it can ever get for me right now, and that's not bad at all. It's just good. Why? Because my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The one thing I know for certain is that if I left this earth today, I'd go to be with the Father, and He loves me. Amen? Amen? And and if you know those things, then you operate in those things, and and you walk in those things, and you walk in the knowledge of His love towards you. Amen? And that's a good place to be, to walk. That's how you get saved, His knowledge of, your knowledge of His love for you. For God so loved the world, for God so loved Dave that he gave his only begotten son. And when I receive that as Dave, now I'm saved. 
his love for me saved me as I, as I receive it. So that, that's, that's one level right there. If I, if I only ever received his love for me, then, I, then I'm operating in a level where I, I'm, I'm existing to go to heaven one day. And a lot of people do that. I mean, that's as much of God. I think Mrs. Morrison said it one time. She was talking about, I forget who we were talking about. She said they, they have as much of God as they want. Right? And, you know, there was a time in all of our lives where we had as much of God as we wanted. And the truth of the matter is, today, you have as much of God as you want. If you got a bunch of Him, you wanted a bunch of Him. Because you had to yield to Him to have that operate in your life. Amen? He doesn't just come in and take over and say, you're going to have this much of me, like it or lump it. No, he, 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 he gives you as much. And that's when you get on fire for God, you begin to seek Him. And you begin to look for Him. And, you're, you're, and when you begin to do that, you get more and more and more. And, and you get more addicted to this word and you've got to have it there's literally times where you'll go you'll go a couple days and say i gotta get some word i gotta i gotta flip something on this that's preaching faith i gotta get i gotta know some more about the love because if you're if you are a christian that's on fire for the things of god this level won't ever satisfy you it it won't be enough you you'll you'll have to go on with christ and the things that he puts in us, it allows us to go on. Where did I say to go? Matthew 5? Matthew 5. 44? Maybe? No, go to 38. In verse 38, he said, You've heard it said, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's one level. Right? That's the law level, if you will. And we still got people in this, time, in this day and age operating in the law level. You know, I have people call me all the time, say, they did this to me, this ought to happen to them. Whoa. <laughs> you know what? I can't agree with that for you. Because you're getting ready to have judgment in your life and you don't want it. Right? And Jesus said, you've heard it said. You've heard that it's been said. He didn't say I said it. And he's the word of God. He said, but I say unto you, resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. There's a whole other level of God working through you, isn't there? How many people have had that, how many people have had that operation in, in effect? Usually somebody hits you, your first reaction is, oh, did I hit you back? <laughs> I mean, that's your first reaction. When somebody hurts you, your first reaction hurt them back. And Jesus said that through him and through the love that God supplies, you can operate on this level. This is a whole nother level of love. This is a level where you allow it to work in you in such a way that you only care about the person in front of you. And your, and your ministry to them at this point is not to strike them back because you're not going to show the love of God doing it. To show the love of God, you're going to turn the other cheek. And that's going to mess with them. Right? It's going to mess with them. Romans 12, is it Romans 12 where it says overcome? We'll come back to this. Well, we're going to be in all kinds of verses here pretty soon, aren't we? Yeah, Romans 12, 20. Go to Romans 12, 20 and we'll come back to this. We're talking about overcoming the world. You, overcoming is winning. 
So we're talking about winning the world. Amen? You want to win the world? You're going to win it with love. You're not, you're not going to win it with the loudest shout. You're not going to win it with the most knowledge. You're going to wor- win it with all those things prompted by love and backed by that same love. That's the way we're going to win the world. And, and the, the world right now needs this. They need Christians to begin to react in the love that's been put in them because the stuff that's out there right now is subtle. It's fake. It is a form of godliness with no power. And they, they, they have such fine-sounding arguments that they could fool the... the they're fooling Christians every day. They say, well, that can't be love because it wasn't this or it wasn't that. Love is what God says love is. Love is what you need at the time to deliver you from whatever you're going through. Amen? And whatever it takes to get it there. He said in, in Romans 12, 20, he said, Therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. Now, see that? That's a verse we all read. <laughs> but it's also a verse we're supposed to do. Most of the time, we don't even go near our enemy, let alone get close enough to feed him. <laughs> Remember this. Your enemy is the one that doesn't believe. It's not... It's not necessarily somebody that's coming against you. It could be somebody coming against you, but it's not always. It's sometimes it's just if they're not for us, they're against us. Amen. But this says if you, if he's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you shall heap hot shall heap coals of fire on his head. And a lot of people say, "Yeah, that's what I want to do." <laughs> See, you misread the verse completely because love could not, would not, should not do that. Love, if, if, if these are hot coals, they're the hot coals of love. And they may make him mad and they may melt his heart. But they're going to give opportunity for change. Love always creates an opportunity for somebody to come out on a better end. Every time. It creates an opportunity just like Jesus did for every person in the, on, the, on the face of the planet to be saved. That's what love did. That's what love always does. And, and it will always. And so, if it's if you're trying to heap hot coals on their head because you don't like what they did to you, you're, you're not reading the verse right. And, and it's not going to work out because that's not what God does. He, anything He puts on somebody, it'll it'll help them if they'll take it right. Amen. Everybody still with me? Verse 21. Do not overcome. We're, we're talking about overcoming, right? So there there is a way to overcome evil. And it's not slapping, right? It's not returning what they did to you to them. It says, do not be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So how are you going to overcome in this world? You're going to overcome with good. Against whatever you're facing, you're going to overcome with good. That's how we overcome. That's how you get victory over evil is you do good. May not be, and see in your flesh, carnally speaking, we wouldn't want to do that, right? They they deserve this. We don't want anyone to have what they deserve because if they get what they deserve, we can get what we deserve, right? I don't want what I deserve. I want what I've been given, salvation through the blood of Jesus, and and that's what that's what I want. And so when we see these things, overcoming is is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. 
prompted by love towards that person, toward, towards, towards the, who, whatever evil it is. And so the things you do, the, the reactions you give to s- different sets of circumstances, um, they'll either be prompted by the love of God or by your human nature. And when they're prompted by your human nature, they usually will cause more trouble. When they're prompted by love, they leave an opportunity for someone to come out of it all the time. They always leave an opportunity for people to win. That's what they do. Amen? Go back to Matthew. And these are kind of the verses we've been in anyway with mercy. Um, if, he, if they smite you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek. If a man would sue thee at law and take away your coat, let him have your cloak also. Not many people, first of all, in the church, people shouldn't be suing one another. People then again, people say, I just want what's right. <laughs> you need to watch your words or you will get just exactly what you think. <laughs> it won't be what you thought, though. Amen? It, it is so much easier to let go of that than it is to try and get it. And from a business standpoint, I, can t- I don't know how many businessmen I've gotten here, but they don't even ask me to go to a court case anymore when they have a court case against somebody. Of course, I don't work at the store, but they know that I will just stop it right there and give it away. I don't, I don't, I'm not fighting people over that stuff. Their, their life is not worth that. Their, their life is not worth that. I, I don't do that. And so they don't send me. <laughs> that was years ago. They sent me one time. And they, they said, what would you do? I said, no, I gave it to him. Told him if you ever wanted to pay me, I was here. God loved him. There you go. Maybe he'll pay me someday. Left him opportunity. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him too. That's, that's definitely overcoming right there. <laughs> You're going to have to overcome your flesh to do that. You're going to have to overcome your flesh to do all those. You realize what overcoming really is? It's overcoming you to get to something better, to allow God to use you for something greater. In, in, uh, and and as, as you look at the things that Jesus asks, and these are commandments. Remember this. This is Jesus preaching. So he's saying, this is what you should do. So these, these would be like commandments from Jesus. And then he, then he said, give to him that ask, and from him that would borrow, turn not away. Said, Thou shalt love your neighbor. Said, You've heard that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, No. Let, let me give you a different, a different commandment. Right? I say, Love your enemy. What? This is, this, is, this is a man operating at the highest level. All right? Walking in love, walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And what, no wonder everywhere he went, people got taught, healed, and Right? that He taught and he healed. That, that's what happened everywhere he went. Why? Because the love of God was working in him and through him on such a level that everything he saw. Remember, remember when he looked at the masses. I know we were watching something the other night, and I looked at the mass, and I said, and my head started shaking. And I remember what Jesus did when he looked at the mass. He saw a harvest. See, that's what love sees. 
Love sees a harvest. It sees, it sees a place for God's love to work. When, when we see things going on in the world, we shouldn't see judgment. We should see mercy. We should see love. We should see something. And immediately he said, let's pray. Let's pray that, that the Lord of the harvest send laborers into the path. Why? Because that's what love does. He said, those people, and you know, a lot of people look at that verse and they think they were just running around like crazy people. They were doing exactly what people were doing today. They were sinning and, and doing things that they shouldn't be doing and, and following gods they shouldn't be following and doing things that, that were contrary to their good. And Jesus looked at them and said, they should be saved. Let's pray that the Lord of the harvest and laborers into the path. That's the mercy of God right there. That's the goodness of the Father coming up in Him and, and, and displaying itself right out so the world could see it. And all His disciples were sitting around and saying, because they, were, they didn't, didn't say the disciples looked out there and saw that. He looked out and saw that. But what He saw is what we should see. Because He saw with the love of God. And in seeing that, He now created an opportunity for people to be saved. That's what love does. It always creates an opportunity for something better to happen. We're like at the end of the sermon, and I'm at the first of the sermon. How, how, how we got these notes in this way, I don't know, but that's what we want from God, right? That's why we pray. It says, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Only can be done through love. You and I cannot do this without love. Nobody does this that's not saved. And unfortunately, most people who are saved aren't. And that's what God's calling us to do. If you want to show the goodness of God to the world, this is it. The goodness of God loves the unlovable. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind to the unthankful. The goodness of God heals the, the ones that and it, people in sin and then, say, and then says don't sin anymore. He doesn't say you shouldn't have sinned and you wouldn't be this way. He, he, he heals them, and then he says, now don't do that again. Yeah. Why? Because love wants him well, yeah. and he doesn't want him to sin. That, that's, that's overcoming. He overcame the, this, the sickness and disease and the sin all in the same time. Yeah. Amen? And, and when Jesus overcame the world, you've got to remember, he overcame the temptation to be just like us. People say, oh, Jesus couldn't have done that. He came as a man. He had every opportunity to be just like us, just like Adam did. But this Adam didn't mess up, right? He, he walked through this world with no sin. He never gave in, therefore he always overcame. We don't give in. We overcome, Right? It's only the second time I said right. I'm doing good. But it is right. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> he said, and then he said, that you may be children of your Father, which is in heaven, who makes the Son. Here is a quality of love that would define us. We treat everyone the same. That's what God does. That's what love does. He says, I reign on the evil and the good. I reign on the just and the unjust. That is a quality of love that we, if when we get a hold of it, we'll operate on a level that Jesus operated on. Why? Because of that love, he healed everyone. 
Not just those that thought they deserved it. In fact, it's the one that thought they deserved it didn't get healed most of the time. It was the one that came and said, have mercy on me, son of David. The, the ones that came looking for the goodness of God and the mercy and the kindness of God, not the ones that deserve it. It's not the ones that sit in the, in the pews every Sunday and, and told everybody how, how, much, how much time they've spent in church all their life. And man, did they sing loud this week. And they read every chapter. That's not The reason we read every chapter is so we can react like this, not so we can say we read every chapter. The reason we put the Word of God in us is because it's the truth and it's, it's the character of God and it begins to come in us and out of us. And when it comes out of us, it creates opportunities for our life and the lives around us. Remember, well, go to 1 John. That's where we were actually getting to anyway. 1 John. 1 John 5. First John 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. In other words, His commandments aren't hard. Why? Because He gives you the ability to do it. Because right. this is the love of God. Yeah. It's the love of God that we keep His commandments. So if we begin to operate in this love, keeping His commandments are not hard. Go back, just think about Luke's, Luke 6 along with Matthew 5 that we were just reading. What are, the th- what are the commandments he asked you? He said, be merciful, don't judge, don't condemn, be kind to the unthankful. Th- those, are, those, are com- those are things that we can do, commandments that we can it, the, the first commandment is all over the book of 1 John. It says, love God, love one another. Right? But Jesus went further than that. He said, love God, one, love one another, and then react in my love towards everyone else. Be merciful. Be kind. React in my love to everything that happens in your life. React in my love. Don't react in judgment. Don't react unkindly. Don't react the way you feel like reacting. React how my love will enable you to react. The, the, if I had a name for a series like this, it would be called The Believer's Ability. Because if we begin to walk in the ability given to us by love, we will begin to see change in the earth. Not just change, not just change in your life, not just change in your church, change in the world. Because we overcome by, by not allowing our flesh to have its say and by allowing God's love to have its. Right? Here's what the verse says. That's four times I gotta quit. It says, "By this we know that we keep His commandments. When when we love God, we keep His commandments." Oh, I went back a verse. And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. And that word victory means the means of success. This is the means of success that overcomes the world. That's good. The means of success that overcometh. And the word overcometh means subdues, prevails, conquers, wins. This is, this, is, this, this is whatsoever is born of God conquers the world. Has a successful plan in doing. It, it, it goes by victory and it has a successful plan 
And through that successful plan, it overcomes. What is that successful plan? That successful plan is you not being, your flesh not being out here, it, your flesh being way back there and God's love being all in here. If you read the book of John, love, 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 and then love. And after you love, love. And, and that's what he talks about over and over again. And, and that's faith in love. Remember what it said in Mark eleven twenty three, twenty two, 22. It says, have faith in God. And, and even if you go back to what it said right here, and it says, for this is the love of God. Or if you say, go back one more verse, it says, by this we know that we love the children of God. And, and when we love God, we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God. And, and, and later it says, God is love. And, and you can't separate him at any time for these things because this love is what enables us. It is our enabler to be like God in the earth. We're his children. We're his children, and we're designed to love our enemies, to pray for those who despitefully use us, to take a smack on the cheek and turn the other one. We're designed by God to do that. Yes, we are. Amen. But we have to choose it. And it's easier to write your book report from a comic book. Right? It's way easier to go to church when you want. Right? And then you could go fishing the rest of the time. <laughs> He's not looking at me. <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever you want and, and skip out on these things and never experience God's love working through you. You may know God's love for you, but you'll never know the joy and the overcoming power of God's love working through you. When God's love begins to work through you, then then you're walking in in a faith that allows you to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, to love your enemies, to pray for those who despitefully use you. That takes faith. Faith in the love that he's put in you. Amen? Amen? And and that's what he said. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the victory. What 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 is is it victory if you just get everything in your life you ever wanted? That's not God's God's idea of victory is you get everything you ever wanted and everybody else gets things through you because of that same love. But the reason you got everything you ever wanted is because your first desire was that somebody else got what God wanted. Amen? He said, love not the world or anything in it. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That's what the love of the world is. We overcome the world. How do you overcome the world? Even your faith. It's going to take faith to overcome your flesh. Because your flesh is of the world. It, 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 it wants this. It sees that. It won't do this. I don't got to. Pride of life. Right? It wants its own way. And, and those are the things that we have to look at and say, no. And we overcome by allowing that love, that very love of God, to work up and through us. And change, change the atmosphere by faith. Back to Mark eleven twenty two. The next verse says... If you have faith, I'll just go to it so we don't, we don't, we don't want to butcher it. I'm in, I'm in Mark 11:23. 23. For 
For verily I say that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, who? Who is the whosoever? He that has faith in God. God is love. Faith and love. So he that has faith in love, he'll say to the mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Doubt what? Doubt the love. You can't doubt the love. Because remember, when you move a mountain, you level the playing ground. You didn't push the mountain over to somebody else. You, you got rid of it. You changed the landscape of the situation you're about to face. That's a good thing. Because now what? You just made opportunity for someone else to see something greater. It's not just about you moving that. Look at my faith. I moved that mountain. No, God moved that mountain. You had faith in God. God moved that mountain. You had faith in God. If you have faith in God, you can say unto the mountain, Be thou removed. And don't doubt what in God, that, that doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say, because you have faith in God shall come to pass, and you shall have whatsoever you saith, because you had faith in God. Faith in God is the overcoming power. Amen? Because that's the faith we have. That's why he kept talking about the love of God and love one another. And because your faith in this is the overcoming power, your, even your faith. And, and as you overcome by faith, faith in what? Faith in that love, that ability in you to increase and grow and God to work in you and through you. And as he works in you and through you, you begin to do things and see things in your life and the lives of people around you that glorify God and they magnify him on such a level that we begin to see the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of God's love all together. And we begin to understand the, the, the thing that can't be understood because it's God's love and it's so vast. And as we understand it, we operate in it. And, and it's not so hard when, when somebody is, slaps us on the cheeks. Because uh, why? Because you know it's getting ready to happen. They're getting ready to have an opportunity to change. Right? Salvation's coming to their house today. Glory to God. That, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for our lives to be, to be a life that God uses in such a way that, that that love manifests itself, that everywhere we go, overcoming is happening. We're overcoming the world. We're, we're winning the world. We're, we're, we're conquering our flesh, and we're coming out with others. Amen? We're coming out, and people are following us. Why? Because people follow the goodness of God. Amen? It says, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory, the means of success that overcomes, subdues, prevails over, and conquers the world, even our faith, our consistency of profession, and our, and our fidelity to the goodness of God. Our, our unyielding, we will not look to another. We don't even have an eye for another way, for another God, for another. We look to God for everything. That's your faith. When you begin to look to God for everything, you begin to grow in that love. Why? Because God is love. And when you're looking to love for everything you do in your life, you begin to operate in your house at a a place you didn't operate before. You quit blaming other people for your issues and coming out on your own. Because the love of God now is operating in you and through you. Remember what he said? He said in in John, what is it, 4? Maybe I have it in here. Yeah, John 4, 16. 
says we and we I put this in the Young's Literal just because I like the way Young's Literal put, put it up in the Young's Literal. Young's Literal points you out. First John four sixteen. I want it up there because I want you to be able to see it. There it is. It says and we pointing you out. We have known and believed the love that God has in us. And the King James it says the love that God has for us. But this is is a pretty good translation right here. And he says, we've known and believed the the love that God has in us. So there's a love in you that's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit that that, that is an an enabling love. I'll spit it out. And we've known and believed in that love that God hath in us. God is love. And who who remains in love, how do you remain in love? You abide in it. You live in it. You walk in it. You, you chase it. You, you, you can't get out of it. Why? Because you're walking in his commandments and love towards him and others. And, and when you're walking that way, you're remaining in his love. And God, and God, he doth remain. And God in him. So if you're remaining in love, you're remaining in God. It's hard to read. Young's literal. I thought King James was hard. Young. That Young's, he's really hard. And God in him. This is how we remain in a state where God's using us at all times. He's using us because he's loving through us. And in this world today, with, with all the fake love, if you will, um, and, 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 I'm gonna, and I'm still going to suggest don't spend a lot of time in the news, but you see people telling you what God is like that don't know God. That, that's a form of godliness denying the power. They don't even know God. Why are they telling me what he's like? But the way people should know what God is like is what his kids are like. So when we begin to operate in this love they're talking about and remain in it, then things begin to happen around us at all times that that begin to bless others and glorify God. We, we begin to sit, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We begin to pray with people and they change. We, we begin to love someone that was in a situation that looked un, un, that couldn't get out of it. But because we were there that day, we changed the situation. We changed the landscape yep. because our faith in God's love was bigger. And we, we grew their faith in God's love and things began to happen. And when we see that happening, we, 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 we see that God's operating through us in such a way that it glorifies God, but it makes you excited. Have you, have you guys ever just led somebody to Christ? Huh? Is that exciting? I mean, just pray in the prayer of salvation with somebody. Think about this. If you get a, if you, if you get a more revelation of what they just got a hold of, You'll even be more excited than that because our revelation of God's love is 1 Peter 2.24. Our revelation of God's love is Romans 10. Our revelation of God's love is everything we, we got through the salvation of Jesus Christ and the cross. It's everything we got. It's why our, our revelation of God's love is why 1 Peter 2.24 works. Amen. By whose stripes you're healed? By whose stripes? By Jesus, the propitiation of our sins and the love of God brought to us. By his stripes, we are healed. And and when we begin to operate and see this on such a bigger and wider level, and and we don't shrink down into our fishbowl vision, 
Say because it's too easy for us to maybe don't say it because we're in the faith church, but we don't live. But that was Jesus. That was Jesus. He can let he lets he let God. He he had the Spirit without measure. <laughs> you know why he did? Because he yielded to it. God gave him the Spirit without measure. As we yield to this love, we'll begin to see things. Just like Jesus saw things. It's not enough to get a few testimonies. When people got healed, they got healed all. When Jesus went somewhere, nobody left sick. Except for where people wouldn't believe. Amen? And, and that's what we want to see happen again in this day and age. Because that will draw them into repentance. Why? It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. The love of God has the goodness of God. And as the goodness of God starts happening, healing is good. Right? Restoration is good. Recovery is good. Deliverance is good. When we start seeing people's lives changed by the goodness of God, more and more will come. But we have to be, we have to stand up bigger than what's going on out there. The devil's using every form of media that he can to lull people into a deception and he's getting pretty bold he's getting flat bold well we need to be even more bold and not bold to the hate side because you know that's what they're telling people christians are like oh they're just a bunch of haters marchers protesters they're just a bunch of people that they, they don't they'll just tell you you're going to hell just as soon as they see you. no we're no, we're going to tell them about how they can go to heaven we're going to tell them about how they can be healed we're going to tell them about how they can overcome the world we're going to tell them about the faith that brought us to this place and how that mountain can be moved and we're going to tell them that god's good and not only are we going to tell them we're going to show them as we walk out these doors and we look in, in expectation at every place that he puts us, then we're, we're, we, every time, it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. You know, a lot of people, they think because they work in a certain place that they can't be in the ministry. You're in the ministry everywhere you're at, especially if you're yielding to the love of God because you see everything the way God sees it now. And when you see a situation where everybody's jumping on top of somebody and they're backbiting and they're, all of a sudden the love of God brings you wisdom. And you rise up and you say, what about this? How about that? What? You know what? Let's pray about it. And the next thing you know, the situation's completely diffused and somebody's life's changed and they've got opportunity to go even further because that's what love does. And, and that's, that's the love that that Jesus operated in and that's the love he was talking about when he said love your enemy pray for those despitefully use you what he was talking about is I'm going to give you ability through the love of God to overcome anything that this world throws at you and all you have to do is believe that Jesus is the son of God sounds simple but you got to think about all that you just said when you said, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. When you said, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, you said, I believe Jesus is the Christ. I believe he's the one and only. I believe he's the Lord. And I believe that he healed me. I believe that he saved me. I believe he delivered me. I believe he went to a cross and he was raised from the dead. I believe in everything that that represents. Amen. Because it represents so much more than we've let it. 
because the ability of the believer is only as great as we'll try, as we'll get in. I remember when I was a senior in high school, um, I was playing. I, I, I was kind of the same way in football that I was in in school. I wanted to start, but that was it. I, I want to give just enough effort to start. I wasn't going to ride the bench. Nope, nope, don't. Don't like riding the bench. But I don't want to give so much effort that I breathe hard and sweat. <laughs> I don't want to go to practice if at all possible. <laughs> it's, it's a partial, you know, I want to play and have the benefits of playing, but I don't want to do the work. And about the second game, my coach realized I was doing that. And he pulled me. Why? Because he said, you can do so much more. And don't you think God's saying that every now and then to Christians? He's like, you could do so much more. You're using this much of my love when it's this big. You're, you're overcoming this much of the world when I said I want you to overcome all the world. And, and that's, that's what God would do with us. He, he doesn't want to see the news media and everybody, I don't want to talk about news, but the things that you see going on in the world, he doesn't want to use them to represent him. He wants to use us to represent him. The goodness of God. We are all trophies of God's grace. We are all the, the filled with, it says Paul, he said, I'm convinced that you're filled with the goodness of God. Was that in Romans 14 or something like that? He said, I'm convinced that you guys are filled with the goodness of God. When I saw it, I thought, man, he said, I'm persuaded. That's what he said, that you're filled with the goodness of God. Glory to God. I'm persuaded that we're filled with the goodness of God and that the love that Jesus is describing in these verses is the overcoming power of God. And our faith in that love, even our faith, is how we overcome. We overcome, yes, for our own lives. That's great. Yes, overcome in your overcome sickness, overcome sin, overcome disease, but overcome and come on out and then let him help you go through you to help others overcome. Somebody helped you. You didn't get it on your own. So when, when, we, when we allow him to work through us, he begins to use us to help others overcome. Amen? I don't know how I'm going to stop this. It's getting bigger as I talk. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm looking for one verse and I don't see it yet. Look at 1 John 4.19. Look at Andy Young's literal again just because I like the way they put it. 1 John 4.19. this is how you start it's going to be impossible for you to love god if you can't love one another you know if there's if there's a problem within the church within somebody another brother or sister a christian that you have we you need to do your best to fix it and well it wasn't my fault does <laughs> it doesn't say if it's your fault fix it. it says do do you fix it that's what love does it just fixes it if Jesus was waiting for it to be his fault, we still wouldn't be fixed. He fixed our fault, not his. So we're not trying. It says we, he's pointing, we, we love him 
because he, he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. And so that love for him, because he put that love in us, he gave us his love to love people with. He's not asking you to do something you, you can't do because he knows you can do it. Just like my coach knew I could do so much more. Why? Because he coached me. He put in me what I was designed to do, and he knew what I had in my makeup. And he made me mad enough that I was a really good player the rest of the year (laughs) because I hated sitting the bench and I hated being pulled out of a game. (laughs) God doesn't want to make us mad. He wants to show us his love. And he wants us to see it in such a great capacity that that he loved us so that we could love him and that we could love him and that we could love our brother. And because we could love our brother, we could love the other. And we could love every person that love needed to get to. Amen? Because God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Jesus isn't just ours. Jesus is everybody's. And we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to know him. And the way they're going to get to, they're, they're going to be led to him is by seeing his goodness. And, and it's not always your nice car that's going to impress somebody. <laughs> it's your love that's going to impress somebody. And, and that's, that's what we're working towards when we, when we talk about his mercy, when we talk about his love. We want to yield to these things in such a capacity that God's always working in us to do things for others. He's working through us to love a world that needs to know him, to love people that have been deceived by the devil into thinking what they believe or just because they live in America, they're going to heaven or just because they say God every now and then, they know him. And see, that's deception and it's all over the place and there's people out there who think they're okay and they're not. And that's not mean, that's love. Sometimes somebody needs to know they're not okay. My mom said it this way. Somebody needs to offend somebody or somebody's going to hell. Because I forget how my brother didn't want to be offensive with the Word of God. And she goes, somebody better tell them quick or they're going to hell. We don't want people to go to hell. We want them to hear the good news. We want them to know that there's an overcoming power through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that if we believe Jesus is the Son of God, we overcome the world. We can overcome the world, but it's so much more than what that verse shows. We've got to start with that. Work to loving one another. Go to loving others. Go to where somebody can slap you in the face. Amen? Or, or ask you to walk a mile or an extra mile. That's big. If you don't like walking one mile, it's really big. If they're going to ask you to walk two. But... When God's, when God's leading you by his love, that second mile is just, just the mile it took to get to the person that you needed to get to. And that's all he's asking. He's saying, take, take up, take up my, my ministry and go into the earth and do it. Do it. Overcome. Just like I overcame the world, you overcome the world. Amen? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. I don't know where I would end that any better than right there. There's so much more there. I'm probably at the do it again sometime. We, we do have an ability um, as a believer 
if we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if we believe that He came to this earth born of a virgin and He he died on a cross and He shed His blood for your sins and mine and God raised Him from the dead, if we believe those things, then we ought also believe that by those stripes that were put on His back we're healed. We ought also believe that that same love He has for us, He has for others. We ought also believe that He shed that love abroad in our hearts by, by the Holy Spirit. And we ought also believe that by this, we have ability to be just like he was in this earth. Amen? And do the things that he has for us to do. And, and walk in that light. Walk in that overcoming power that is given even by faith. Even our faith is the overcoming power of God in our lives. It's going to take faith for you to overcome your flesh to love somebody who's slapping you in the face. Right? Right? It takes flesh. It takes faith for us to get over the person that gave us the wrong dinner at the at the diner. We got work to do. We got work to do, but we can do it. Why? Because we have the overcoming power of God in our lives. We believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. You guys got a song?